This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela, and we are about to start this week's show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, adamandeve.com. They are our go-to shop for erotic adult toys and novelties, and we've been doing a little shopping because Valentine's Day is coming up, and we want to make it one that our men never forget. Yes, it's right around the corner. What are you What are you getting, Nick? I mean, he always likes to surprise me. I like to surprise him. I want to do something fun and sexy, so this year... I decided to get a bondage pillow. Last year, I tried to do a strip tease. It was a major fail. You guys can listen. I don't know. I talk about it on one of our podcasts. So you're hoping this year you can just tie Nick down and he has no choice. I think I was going to tie myself up. I I don't know. I haven't quite decided, but it's this like beautiful pillow that has these ribbons. And I figure if it turns into a hot mess, I can still use the pillow for my lumbar spine. Nice. That's so resourceful. Good for you. (laughs) What are you going to do? Well, we have this amazing discount from Adam and Eve. I think I want to get something sexy. Great. What are you going to get? I don't know. I don't know how to be sexy. So you guys out there that are sexy, please tweet me at Spurdactyl and tell me like, I don't know, should I get like nipple clamps? I don't think I like that, but maybe you like that. Make a case for it. If you make a case for it, I'll think about it. I was thinking about those, but then I've been reading a lot about I'm breastfeeding because I have a lot of friends that have babies now and they talk about like how painful breastfeeding is. So it seems like why would I want to rush that pain? That's understandable. So, all right. If you guys want to also make it a Valentine's Day that you'll never forget, use this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about every item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And then there's more. What was that? That was me being sexy. Got it. Uh, Like a cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... There's more, guys. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Uh, Adam and E's romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her. You know what that means. And a little something we know you'll both enjoy. It's a surprise. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. All right. Now I know what kind of noises you're making when you're trying to be sexy. Okay. That's enough. But guys, that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. Check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's Day offer. They are really hooking it up. Give 50% off one item, the free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter our offer code SINGLE. S-I-N-G-L-E. That's single at adamandeve.com. Now Now let's start start the the show. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Changing People Never Works. It doesn't. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. Does revenge make you happier? We'll find out. And the type of guys that make you orgasm. And we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, What's going on in your week? Well, a big, big milestone in my life. One of my like high school friends, one of my like oldest friends has gotten engaged. 
Oh, this is a big. Deal. It's a milestone in your life. I thought well, you were going to tell I'm me like officially old. I obviously <laughs> everything is about me. So uh-huh. this is all about how does this affect my life? Right. Um, and she got engaged Christmas morning, as many people do. And so cliche. There was a huge group text going on among my friends about it with her, and we were all just getting every update. And like, I didn't want to miss a second because I knew if I walked away from my phone, I was going to miss like 200 text messages because I don't know if you've ever been on a group text with your friends, but they're intense. I'm on a group text called the unicorns because all the girls dressed up as unicorns one year for Halloween. I did not. I was not there, but I still was able to (laughs) be inducted into the group text. And there's like an honorary unicorn. I don't know. There's like 300 girls on it um you know we actually we have a title for ours too we call it this is top secret no one knows this we call tt kakapupu is the name of my group text guys listeners whose text group chat would you rather be a part of the unicorns or kiki papa cuckoo (laughs) tt kakapupu that was the name when i first joined okcupid someone messaged me and that was their name and i was like this is fake one of my friends is faking this under the pseudonym TT Kakapupu, but we never got to the bottom of who the real identity of everything really is all about you even your friends group (laughs) chat all relates back to a story about you well yes it does (laughs) (laughs) okay so tell me how your friend's engagement affected you well basically my so it was Christmas morning my mom still does like presents under the tree and all that for everyone. So my mom like wanted to open presents. Do you still believe in, in Santa, Angela? Well, my mom's rule was if you say you don't believe in Santa, then you get underwear for Christmas. You realize so, this episode's coming out in February. I know. This was a while ago, but still relevant. Sort of. Um, so anyway, yeah, we were, we were having like a family moment. And I was like on my phone the whole time. And my mom was so mad at me that we wound up getting into a fight. On this joyous morning of my friend's engagement. Because she was oh, like, no. put your damn phone down. And I could not tear myself away. I had FOMO. I had group text FOMO. It happens to the best of us. I miss a lot of group texts. And then I'm that annoying girl that will message the entire group chat and be like, so, sorry, what time are we meeting tonight? And they'll be like, Ugh! we said that like 30 texts ago. But like, See? I can't keep up. No, I will go. That's why I can't miss it because I will go back and read. And my friends, like, I'm not exaggerating. If you, there will be like 200 messages. That's intense. Because there, there's like five of us. So. Did you know the engagement was happening or was this <laughs> a big surprise? I did not. And only one of my friends knew. Oh, shit. Right? Competition over who's no, closest to the I know. fiance. If no one knows, then it's like, okay. And she didn't tell well, you. Were you well, mad at her for not telling you guys? No. That's why he told her because she can keep a secret and, uh, <laughs> and you can't. I, apparently we can't. I think that if I had known, I definitely wouldn't have told my friend that was getting engaged, but I, yeah, I probably, if he was like, don't tell anybody else, I would have been like, don't tell anybody else, but Tara's getting engaged. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess now I know not, choice. I'm not going to trust you. I guess. But like you would never find out, but all your friends would know. Because, you know, it's like those friend, friend groups. That's like a friend group secret. It's like, don't tell her I told you this. But I feel like it would be so easy for you to be like, oh, 
you're going for Christmas and your nails look like that. We should go get a manicure. And she's like, why do you want me to get a manicure so bad? You're like, I just really think you should get a manicure. Be like, I don't want to get a manicure. I don't care that my nails are chipped. You're going to want to get a manicure. I wouldn't. But, you know, she actually just she never does her nails, but she did her nails. And she says it was a coincidence. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe there was just something in the air. Bitch found the ring. That's what happened. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that's engagement and affecting my life. And as I move forward, I'm like, you know, like, am I, what, what, what do you want me to do? Like, what should I do for you as like your friend? You're getting married, but it's, it's not about me. So I should just probably chill out. Just shut up and chill out. Yeah. And then we're fighting with mama Sparrow. Yeah. Well, she, I think maybe she just wants me to get engaged. Too bad Ian doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be a while. Ian, I think you should really listen to our episode 79 changing people never works podcast. I don't know. Just saying. Wait a minute. Maybe the theme is relevant. I don't know. Um, Uh uh, so, so that's what's up. I'm sure I'll get way more stories as this process goes on of, of seeing the engagement happen. Uh, what's going on with you? Okay. So I have something very juicy to tell you. Go on. All right. So I was at like a girl's night dinner with my friends and one of the friends had just gotten back from Hawaii where she was with her family and her brother. Now the brother has a girlfriend that he's been dating for like, I don't know, four months. All right. Mm-hmm. And he likes her. She's far away and he's in Hawaii and he's like kind of curious. Like, I wonder what the girls are like on Tinder in Hawaii. Hmm. Don't Do you, don't give me that little look. So you're friends with his sister. Do you think that he was looking to cheat? No, I think he probably just... was just like curious. You know, like if you're you're in Hawaii, there's like you're you're at these luau's, you're seeing all mm-hmm. these like beautiful women in their hula skirts. You're probably a little curious, right? Right. So he starts swiping on Tinder. Within one hour, he gets a phone call from his girlfriend that's like, I know you're on Tinder. He's like, what the fuck? Have you like, have, have you like hacked into my phone? Like, how do you, this has been like with one, within one hour. Like, all, she doesn't know anyone in Hawaii. It's not like, a, oh, my friend that lives in Hawaii saw you on Tinder. Like would usually happen if you're in New York and you find your boyfriend on Tinder. It's like, hey, my friends are seeing you on Tinder. What are you doing on Tinder still? Which I never understand when that happens. It happens a lot. It does happen a lot. But yeah, this guy thought he was safe. He was in Hawaii. He's, how did she know? Through a site called Swipe Buster that apparently tells you if your boyfriend is swiping away on Tinder, which he was. So like he had to apologize, explain he was just like curious looking. It's like a game. He was in Hawaii. So but oh as we're God. telling this, like one of my friends is like, I'm totally going to go on that site. And we're like, okay, you're, you're not going to find anything. She ended up finding her boyfriend on the mm-hmm. site. But now we don't know whether this site is real or not real. Like it could be ruining lives. Because if people start breaking up over this swipe buster, in the case of my friend's brother, he really was in Hawaii right. looking at hot Hawaiian it chicks. It was accurate. It was accurate, but I don't know. Like, what if this site isn't accurate? What if What if people just have their... It apparently well, tells you if you've been active. Yeah, there are a lot of variables, like... Does it show up if you have it on your phone, but you haven't been using it? I don't know. What if you like accidentally open it, but you don't swipe anybody? You just had it open. Does that count as being active? These are really important questions, Angela, that I wish I knew the answer to. Because I still have Tinder on my phone. So like. But you have a good excuse like I do, which is research purposes. Right. Research. And when I'm like bored and 
waiting online somewhere. But you know, if you, whenever you've gone on it, it just reminds you of like how happy you are to like lock your shit down. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm always left swiping people. Yeah. So it's. Well, you're dating a sweet little teddy bear. Yeah. I love my teddy bear. You love your little teddy bear. Um, um, but yeah, but that's the thing is like if Ian had swipe buster, would I show up? Would he? Yes. I was cheating on him. That would be terrible. I don't know. He might. He might. Every time you say you're hanging out with me to record podcasts, <laughs> he probably thinks you're out on a hot date. It would be very easy. <laughs> and, and I would cover for you for the record. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Ian. Um, but yeah, I had never heard of this site. And um, this site could be ruining lives or it? saving lives. Say Or yeah, not... Yeah, not necessarily saving relationships, but uh, ending relationships that that shouldn't be still existing. <laughs> that is shady, though. Like, I mean, Ian knows that I have it on my phone and, like, we'll play with it together. So, like, what he maybe perhaps should have done, what a good rule of thumb is with Tinder etiquette is if you're going to, like, if you have a significant other and you're going to, like, explore Tinder, you should be like, I'm going to do it. It's just for fun. Don't freak out. No one's actually going to admit that. If you had been dating someone I for would... four months and you were in Hawaii or, like, Portugal or whatever kind of guys you're attracted to wouldn't you you probably would just be curious like oh I wonder what like then I would wonder what the tinder culture is like here in Portugal and you might swipe but you're not gonna tell Ian you're not gonna be like hey I'm curious at what the hot dudes in Portugal are like it's the same thing as like when there's the Olympics and there's all the different soccer teams you like to like look and see what all how how there are like hot different men around the world and how they're all beautiful and everywhere they're from but you're not like you're not actually gonna like you're not interested in them you just like to look and see what guys are like around the world it seems like to me the kind of thing that if you are not comfortable being honest with your uh partner about maybe you shouldn't be doing it it's true that might be an indicator that it's wrong that's true i was reading or at least in the gray area oh what what is that there's this one like relationship answerer what's her name like uh I think she's in either Marie Claire or Elle. Oh. You know who I'm talking well, about. There's Ask Prudy? No. That's a New York mag. Anyways, it was someone was talking about how they were like sexting with someone and she was like, That you've gone too far. Like she was like basically well, yes, obviously. She basically like created like a pie chart that was like, These are this is what you could probably get away with and this is what you can't get away with. And it was like sixty six percent of the time you can get away with like dancing with someone provocatively and like because if you're in a if you're like married you're in a relationship for a very long time like at some point you're like are you you don't want to start to feel uncomfortable even having like friends that are of a different sex you know that is true and you want to be able to have like intimate relationships and close friendships but at what point are you like emotionally cheating and anyways so she created like this pie chart that she was like dancing's okay and she was like you know like Going exclusively to dinner. Like, is that okay? It's like, I don't know anymore. I don't know. any. I don't know the answer. I mean, I feel like dinner is more okay than like the dancing provocatively. But dancing with someone that you don't even know, if you're just like rubbing up and dancing, it's like, okay, that's like all in good fun. It depends on how provocatively. That's true. I would probably honestly feel uncomfortable like sexually dancing with someone. Because if it's the kind of dancing where if like... Nick walked into the club and saw you, would you immediately be like, ooh, like, yeah, I get guess, off me. Who I, is this guy? I don't I know guess, him. I guess, is that the rule? Like, don't do anything you wouldn't want the person to see if you were there? I guess that should be the rule. I that should that, be the rule. That's a good rule of thumb. 
I digress. We're getting off on a tangent. But anyway, Swipe Buster is a thing. and uh, Use it with caution. Use it with caution because we're not endorsing it. I don't know how <laughs> legit it is. I can only speak to my friend's brother. Anyways, now it is time for What's in the News. Angela, what's in the news? Okay, so I know we both want to know, does revenge really make you happier? Luckily, New York Mag, Science of Us, does not disappoint. Uh, Carrie Rom did a, a report on a study that came out about this. She wrote, a recent study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology finds that retaliating against people who have wronged you really does make you measurably happier. Oh, my God. Why did you not find this news story <laughs> on the New Year, New You episode where I talked in quite detail mm -hmm. about my revenge fantasies against the girl who chased after me down the street and like screamed and called me a cunt? It turns out if you would have retaliated, you would be a happier person. No today. wonder I had all of those revenge fantasies because I would have been happier if I had revenge. It's human nature. Oh, my God. This is so fascinating. This might be I, dangerous news to share with people. We don't want anyone going out and, and retaliating. Yeah, this is this is a horrible study because well, I remember I even felt guilty, Angela, about my revenge fantasies that you and I were having together where I was like, all these people that have just like screamed at me for no reason on the street, which has now happened like three different times. The one time when I parking too close, the second time my dog jumped up to say hi to someone. The third time I threw out a poo bag that I didn't tie up in a knot, which whatever, it's kind of gross, but like the trash was there and like it was in at the poo bag. Leave it on the ground. No, I did exactly. Like I understand maybe yelling at me for leaving it on the ground. I, you should probably yell at me, but yeah. I was throwing it away and I didn't tie it in a, freaking not and this dude screamed at me if i see him i'm gonna yell at him back because apparently according to your study i'll feel better but then he'll yell at you because he'll feel better if he has revenge on you it's a very vicious cycle okay so what else does this say so well the way they figured this out is actually kind of funny um it says for the first part of the study the authors had their subjects write personal essays and then they told them they'd be swapping with other volunteers to provide feedback and then they just gave a lot of those people pre-written really mean negative notes trashing their writing. So then uh, they gave those people voodoo dolls and told them to pretend it was the person who had insulted them and to stick pins in it. And that went a long way, it says, in boosting participants' moods. So maybe everybody just invest in a voodoo doll. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but then it says whether the link between revenge and intention uh, – Oh, or the, the link between re revenge and intention isn't clear. Participants feel better when they take advantage of an opportunity, but would they actively seek it out um, to reach the same end? So to figure that out, they had a bunch of volunteers play a video game where they felt left out. And then they gave them the opportunity to blast a loud horn in the, the ears of the people that, that they felt left out by. Um, and it says most of them went for it with a weird twi twist, uh, the rejected subjects. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. I left out an important part. They gave them, they gave some of them pills that they told them stabilize their mood. So their mood would stay the same the whole time. So most of them blew the horn in the people's ears with the exception of the subjects who had taken the pill because they said they believed they had no prospect of improving their mood, so there would be no point in lashing out. And what that all means is that people don't just enjoy revenge, they seek it out as a way of making themselves feel better. This is really bad news. Okay, well, you, I'm, because obviously I'm, I'm so against bullying, and there's a fine line, you know? Yeah. Between someone bullying you and then you want to seek revenge on them, it's, 
this is not us endorsing revenge by any means. No. I, th- I, th- I think it's much better to just get your voodoo dolls and do some, like, crazy voodoo in your own home. Don't go toilet papering people's house. I mean, people that I, – I definitely did some revenge when I was in my younger years. Like, if a girl was bullying me, this is what we would do as revenge. And I guess, actually, I did feel better, but it's, I don't, you know. But does it weigh on your conscience now? Not really. Okay, well. <laughs> this is what we did. We <laughs> would call. twisted moral. We would, <laughs> we would call her house and pretend we were Planned Parenthood <laughs> and leave messages on her, like, home line. This was, like, in high school when we were, like, freshmen. Wow. That's mean. But she was also bullying us. Mm-hmm. So you bullied her back. Also, the mom you fought fire with the, fire. The mom knew that our like pre-pubescent voices were, was not Planned Parenthood. So it's not like it ever worked. But we just like we felt like it was, and and it was even though her mom knew it wasn't actually Planned Parenthood, it was still like it was still weirding her mom out. Like, why would people be doing this to you right. at school? Um. So yeah, we're not advocating that also i'm very like pro planned parenthood that's not (laughs) i went to planned parenthood that's why we thought about it was all of us were going to planned parenthood secretly because we didn't want to tell our parents we were sexually active right that's the whole thing is like no parent wants to know that their kid is sexually active. yeah so we all had to like take each other together to planned parent we were all going all of us were going she could have gotten equal revenge by calling all of our parents and telling them we were going to planned parenthood because we were man um, Support so, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. This is one study, as we all know, that that doesn't mean it's like definitely true. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, don't go out there and and toilet papers, pe- toilet paper people's houses. Yeah, but if you do, you might feel better. Exactly. That's, that's that's what that's all about. So, what are you reading about, Laura? I am reading Cosmo. Sexy. It's an article by Laura Beck. Um, and it's an article that. I feel a little conflicted about. Uh, It says, according to science, these men are most likely to make you orgasm. Researchers at the University of Albany asked a group of women in heterosexual relationships about their partners and their orgasms and their partner's ability to make them orgasm. And the answer they got was not that surprising, but incredibly superficial. According to the study, women were more likely to climax if their partners were rich, confident, and attractive while their intensity of their orgasms were more intense if they found that their man was good looking. This is groundbreaking news. Isn't this fucked up? Okay. (laughs) Another marker for sexual satisfaction was broad shoulders. Orgasm intensity was related to how attracted women were to their partners, how many times they had sex per week, and ratings of sexual satisfaction. Unsurprisingly, women found their partners uh, funny, found their partners funny had more sex with them okay women who found their partners funny had more sex with them and more frequent orgasms so yeah if your partner is hot rich funny and has broad shoulders he's gonna make you come a lot is this shocking news angela i love the broad shouldered one thing i I, i'm very into broad shoulders myself has has huge broad shoulders the other day i was like you're such a manly man with your broad shoulders (laughs) they really do turn me on i was like I was like, I told him the other day, I don't know how this came up. I was like, if I was going to draw you, I would draw you in an upside down triangle. <laughs> and he's like, what shape would you be? I was like, a heart. Yeah. I guess that's like the male equivalent of childbearing hips. Yeah. Broad shoulders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Truly is. Just um, humans, when they're wide, 
They're just both meant our, to get down. Yeah. Both of our stories this week are kind of like downers. Like, well, wouldn't it be great if my study was like a uh, study show that like shockingly like unattractive poor guys like really can make a woman come. <laughs> that would be such a better study for me to be telling you about. That is true. But you know, we're not saying that you can't. You just got to work a little harder. It's true. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so anyways, that's what I was reading about. Uh, I think we're ready to jump into the mailbox. But first, Angela, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity, acne treatment for teens, young adults, and us. Anybody who listens to our show a lot is familiar with uh, what we call Laura's Cyclops Eye. It is a reoccurring pimple in the middle of her forehead. It happens. It's like a horror movie franchise. It just it keeps appearing. And I never know when. It's a saga. So, Laura, what, what's the latest in the installments of the Cyclops? Well, I have, another, I have another story about my Cyclops pimple. A few years ago, my family wanted to take a big professional family photo, which we haven't done since I was like two years old. So we all dressed up. We all were wearing like the same color of clothing, black. And the Cyclops had appeared. Of course, Right. Of course, before I'm taking like a, a beautiful professional photo of my family that they were going to have for years to come. And my brother couldn't stop laughing at it, which I guess was great and helped in the pictures. But the photographer tried to calm me down and say, don't worry, I'm going to edit this out. Let's just say he was no Photoshop master. And no? no, did not know how to edit pimples correctly. I don't know if he was using like some shitty app like on a phone but my mom now in her living room has this huge giant family photo and in the middle of my forehead is a giant blurred out circle (laughs) it looks so dumb like when you're trying to like obscure someone's identity in like a police video exactly over your pimple it's so humiliating but the cyclops is very visible it's just like a blurry version of the cyclops i wish i had bio clarity at the time yeah yikes Now, a little bit more about BioClarity, you guys. BioClarity is clinically proven to clear up acne blemishes and help maintain clear, confident skin without all the harsh side effects of other treatments. BioClarity has an easy three-step process to get your skin clear. First, you cleanse, then you treat, and then you restore. I love the restore because it's green. It is green. It's literally green because Restore Gel is made with Floralux, which uses chlorophyll. That's the green stuff in plants, and it will help reduce the redness, the size of your pores, and soothe your skin. And soothe and soothe the cyclops. Yeah, soothe, tame that cyclops. <laughs> Put your best face forward in 2017 so you can go out and conquer the world. Just go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee but you need to enter our code SINGLE. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code SINGLE. Don't wait. You have nothing to lose. Go to bioclarity.com today. We would also like to thank our sponsor, Movement Watches. Angela, you and I are obsessed with our Movement Watches. We are. And whenever I wear my Movement Watch, I get so many compliments. I feel like I feel like I, uh, a watch sales lady because I'm like, oh, good movement. <laughs> it's MVMT, though. Just to be clear, it's called oh, movement. It's spelled MVMT. Yeah, it's spelled we, MVMT. But you say it movement. Yeah, which is super freaking cool. Yeah, they're, um, they're too cool for consonant uh, vowels. 
All right. language. Yeah. <laughs> um, I chose the Hermosa watch, which is all rose gold. It's very sleek. I feel like I can wear it with jeans and a white t-shirt, but also if I'm wearing like a super fancy black ruffled dress, I can wear it. Yeah, that's the cool thing about them. You can wear them like casual or fancy because mine, I have the Santa Monica and mine is black and gold and same. I dress it up. I dress it down. Feel great. Fits every occasion. We love it. The company was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches, but they couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. And I love that because it reminds me of us. Yeah. Just a startup to said. We want to see a sketch show about dating. Let's make one ourselves. We want a new modern day funny book. Let's do it ourselves. They said we want a watch. Let's do it ourselves. Pretty cool. Very inspirational. And movement watches start at just $95 at a department store. You're looking at 400 to 500 bucks. So that's pretty great. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. Those two were smart guys that started this company. Uh, Classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. Over 500,000 watches sold in over 160 countries. Also, Angela, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's really hard to find a gift for your sig other or just yourself if you want to get a gift for yourself. And there's one thing in common that every human needs. They need to know. The time. What time is it? What time is it? Time to get a movement watch. Yes. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash single. This watch has a really clean design. Seriously, we've been getting compliments ever since we put them on. Now it is time to step up your watch game. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash single. Join the movement. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, just one email this week from another Laura. Hey, girl, hey. Other Laura writes. Maybe it was me writing into you. Just kidding. That would be so sneaky. I don't know what this is about. Okay. I'll tell you right now. She says, I need some advice with this guy I've been kind of talking to. We exchanged numbers at the end of October and he didn't text me for two weeks. When he did text me, he said he was going to be at the bar we met at with his friends and it would be cool if I happened to be there. Of course I happened to be there. Duh. We drank. I like her already. This does sound like me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I like might be there. And then yeah, you rearrange all your plans yep. to wind up there. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. So she says, we drank, talked and shot the shit with his friends. Then later, long story short, he came over and we just strictly messed around. It was really great and I felt a spark. All good so far. Loving it. So far, so good. Spoiler alert, things turn a little south. No. Um, last weekend, he invited me to hang out with the same group of guy friends again. Thinking it was going to probably end the same as last time, I asked, aren't you going to give me a kiss goodnight? He said, no, but I could have a hug. What the hell? What a weirdo. <laughs> really knocks a girl's confidence. Um, but also said, like... Yeah, like what What the fuck? What the... But who says like, no, you can have a hug? Like holding off on kissing? Doesn't he want this girl? Well, he explains. And she's, he invited her to hang out with that right. group of friends. Well, this is why she's confused because this, this is where this is going. She says, I was outraged. Yes. I, I asked um why. And then he told me he had just gotten divorced a year ago in parentheses. She says, which I kind of knew because die Facebook stalked. Um, I love this girl. I know. She says, he told me he just wasn't in a place to date, but liked me and wanted to be friends. He said he was really selfish right now and wouldn't be a good boyfriend to me. We did wind up kissing, though. Uh, 
Okay, this is very interesting. So, so far, this is how I feel about this story. I think he he's he's scared. He feels conflicted. He clearly likes her, but like he's kind of fucking with her feelings and wants her to be. A, he wants her to like hang around and maybe like wait till he's done being selfish. So in a way, he's kind of like protecting her, but he's also kind of being a jerk. All right, what else does right. she it's say? Like, I'm selfish, but I'm honest about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she says I was confused and I had all sorts of questions in my questions in my head. Like, does this mean he's going to want to date me when he's ready? What happened with the marriage? If you find someone you liked, does that does time really matter? And what does he mean by selfish? He told me that whenever him and his friends are doing something, I would always be invited. And the next night he invited me to a cookout at his friends. It was fun and he treated me friendly, but nothing like sexy happened. Okay. So, so far in the story, I feel like he likes her. He wants her around. Maybe he really is just like looking more for friends, but he knows he's attracted to her. Hmm. I think maybe he can sense that she wants more. Yeah. And at least he's being kind of honest and like, instead of stringing her along being like, I'm totally ready. And then he's, and then he like, and then he isn't, but, hmm. but that also means that the responsibility is on him to not do anything physical or give her any weird mixed signals from like, if you're going to be friends, be friends. Yeah, I guess. But also if she really does like him, I guess she kind of has to know that like, Maybe he kind of wants this to develop into a long friendship that might de- that might develop into, or he wants this to be a friendship that possibly develops into something more in the future. So he clearly likes her and likes her company and wants her to hang around. But and sometimes it does work where you're friends with someone for a long time and it develops into something more. I'm more skeptical. Things don't have to be rushed. But yeah, other times you just get strung along. What I would say is, if you really like him. So far, I know there's more to your story, but so far, I would just hang out with him, go to these cookouts, hang out with this dude you like, but also date around, start dating around. And then if you're dating, nothing happens with anyone else and things slowly start to develop with this other guy, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to rule him out i mean i worry about her continuing to see him because this is this is the last bit that she has to say she kind of has a history with this happening she says no in the past i had a she says a great experience with an ex-boyfriend that i decided to be friends with we spent all our time together no sex no pda of course there were gray areas of me staying at his place all the time and him always paying for me the bad thing was i was always hoping that one day he would realize how great we were together and that it would just click no which meant that i wasn't making an effort to be with anyone else else but him i'm worried that this might happen with this new guy too and i don't want to put all my eggs in one basket but honestly i don't have any other baskets to put them in i also don't want this new guy to decide that he's ready to date but isn't but it isn't me he wants to date which could happen it could happen and whatever yeah. there's that wouldn't be the worst thing but this also happened with my ex and it kind of broke me how do i keep the friendship but flirt without pushing him how do i protect my heart from not getting my hopes up oh this is so hard i mean if you are mentally capable of compartmentalizing things and if you think that there really is potential with this guy you just have to know deep in your heart that he is 100 percent not ready and you can't push him you just can't because nothing will be able to happen so I think you, if you are able to still hang out with him and not be, and not let it affect you and weigh on you and you constantly be wanting more, it's a really hard thing to do though. Yeah. Well, you have to be honest with yourself about what you're hoping to come out of this. Because you have to know that just like you said it right there in your note that he might decide he's ready and it might not be you. And you have to be mentally ready for that. And I definitely, in the past, 
had feelings for guys that just saw me as a friend and that went on for years and it was really hard for me to move on after that it was really hard but it wasn't until I really did start dating other people and did not see them that I was able to fully move on but if you're stronger than me and you can still hang out with him and date other people you should do that I know you say you don't well, have you definitely any... should date other people I think we both agree on that yeah do definitely. not put all your eggs in this basket and I know you, you say you'll find baskets yeah you need to find baskets I know you say you don't have any other baskets to put your eggs in go find those baskets girl like they're out there they're out there join an intramural soccer team go go back to that bar yeah start hanging out at, or hang out at a different bar because he apparently goes to that bar yeah and then i don't know tinder bumble okay cupid there are baskets everywhere yeah um i i i actually don't even think you should be friends with him to be honest with you because i don't think it's gonna end well because what's gonna wind up happening is you're both obviously attracted to each other but he's not in a, an emotional place to give you what i think you want so what's going to happen, if I had to guess, is that you're going to hook up more. He's going to be nice to you because he is a good guy, but it's going to get your wires all crossed and you're going to think it's heading somewhere where it might not go. It's true. So I think you should just kind of prematurely like, whatever, I have enough friends. I don't need you to be my friend. But it is hard. Get, come, get back to me when you're ready for this to maybe be something. If It is hard to make friends in your later years. And if you like his group of friends, I'm a little more on the side of, I don't think it's horrible to stay friends with him if the potential is there. But definitely don't bank on you ending up with this guy. Um, yeah. So let us know what happens. If you want your listener questions answered, you as in all the other people listening, not Laura. Um, or if you have any funny messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to the reason of the week. This week's reason of the week is changing people never works. It really doesn't. Do you have experience with this, Angela? I do. And I, this is actually very relevant to, I think, what Laura is going through because she's hoping he's going to change. Not me, Laura. Yes, the other Laura. Bizarro world, Laura. Um, and you know what, guys? It's like Oprah. We should all always follow what Oprah says. And Oprah says, uh, I found a quote, if friends disappoint you over and over, that's in large part your own fault. Once someone has shown a tendency to be self-centered, you need to recognize that and take care of yourself. People aren't going to change simply because you want them to. Yeah. That's a long-winded way of saying I love it. that you found that Oprah quote. That's adorable. I know. Of you. Well, I was like, you know who probably has a lot to say about this topic? Oprah. Yeah. It's this true. very on brand for her. Yes. Very on brand for Oprah. Um, I would say in my past, I've definitely have dated people that I thought were going to change. That's happened to me a lot actually I, think- I dated I dated a guy who he basically still lived at home and like he was figuring himself out he didn't like know what his job was gonna be and what he wanted to do and I kept thinking like he's gonna grow up he wasn't really like a man child but he definitely like his mom needed to book like plane tickets for us and those type of things and I just kept thinking he was gonna grow up but it just never happened and there is it's a it's a fine line between growing with people and then, like, you pushing them in the direction you want them to grow. Right. And I think a lot of it can be avoided by, like, just listen to what they're saying to you. Like, if he, like, this man-child guy that you dated, like, if he never told you, like, I plan on one day, like, I want to get more mature, I want to get better, like, one day I'm going to book my own flights. He never said that, so you had no reason to necessarily Well, he kind of did. Other he, than, like... 
yeah logic he kind of he eventually did but it probably not for like years and years later it just wasn't the right timing for us i have you ever tried to change a guy you're dating I think that it's I've had issues with less about people changing personality and more about them changing what they're looking for in a relationship, which is similar to our listener, Laura, like people that were basically like, yeah, I don't want a relationship. And I was like, they'll want a relationship once they get to know me. Mm. And that does happen sometimes, but usually not. So I think you really have to take people at their word because, right, it does happen sometimes, but... Only if they're ready. You can't make them ready. For example, like when I met Nick, we were completely different when it came down to scheduling. So he was like an artist who worked from home and he like had no schedule. Like a Friday was the same as like a Monday or like a Tuesday to him. Like they all bled together. Whereas I was an events editor at the time at one of the magazines I was working at. So for me, every single like hour and minute of my day had to be scheduled. So like I needed to know if I had a free Friday night, that was like very valuable because I was usually working, covering events and doing interviews late at night. So if I had a free night, it was very valuable. But putting things on the calendar was really stressful for him. But we both, basically he was willing to change and I was willing to change and we both needed to compromise. So like if you meet an awesome, nice guy like Nick who basically says like, hey, that's not how my brain works. That's not how I've been wired for like the last 20 20 something years of my life but like I I don't want my non-scheduling to frustrate you but also you need to know that you trying to like schedule dates like you know two three weeks in advance gives me a lot of stress because I if I'm like in the middle of painting and I'm inspired like that's gonna really stress me out that knowing I have to stop uh so we both kind of had to had to change but that's an example of someone that said straight up like I'm willing to change if you're willing to change. So so we had to like meet in the middle and I tried to like schedule less dates and kind of be more easygoing and spontaneous about stuff. And he was willing to like put a couple things on the calendar. So if you have a nice guy and you realize that there's like a problem you guys keep facing. Yeah. And on your end, you were nice. Also, you, you identified that it was an issue. I was, we were both extremes. Yeah. I was like an extreme scheduler and he was an extreme non-scheduler. And I think we both kind of knew that about ourselves too and realized that for a relationship to work, we both really needed to change. And it still comes up sometimes. Like I'll still be like, hey, do you want to do a movie on Friday? And like, let's go to a holiday party on Saturday. And then like, and then like Sunday we'll, you know, do a picnic. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's stressing me out. No, 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 no. So like I, I do a lot of things on my own. Yeah. Cause at a certain point you decided, okay, like this is something that I don't like, but I can live with. Yeah, and I still and like to trying to a hundred percent or like totally extract it from his personality. Yeah, you know, we're both working on it, but you know it's always going to be there. Totally, like I I love scheduling things because they give me something exciting to look forward to. Like I love having travel and plans on my schedule. So for me, I realize all right, I can't change somebody. I can't make somebody like to travel. So for me, I just realize like I need to just travel by myself more and make that like a part of my regular life. Yeah, you can't change people. You can't change people. What about Ian? When you met him, was there anything you had to, you really tried to change? Well, similarly, he was able to, we were both able to adapt to each other's styles. Like, you know, like he wasn't a great texter. Like, to him, a text was more of like a suggestion. Like, you didn't have to respond to it. 
Um, <laughs> oh, that would kill me. Like, I think it's I don't so know rude when people don't respond. What era he was born in. But um, we were because we, we were talking about this the other night, how he thinks that he's gotten much better at texting, which he has, at least with me. But he still has this problem with other people in his life. Well, he, just, he just like won't answer, won't respond for days to like his sister. His mom. That's so rude. And, but, but I came to learn that it was like Nick does that sometimes. Just his like approach to te- it wasn't that he didn't care or didn't care about me. It's literally just his relationship with texting. I think that's like Nick. Is it a guy thing that like Perhaps. that like when people text you, it's a suggestion whether you should respond. But it's also, I mean, for me, that was not something that I was willing to deal with. So yeah. we worked on it, and now, similar to you guys, like. I know it's a part of his personality that I might not get an immediate answer to my text, but he also puts in the effort to text That's sweet. quicker than he might have three years ago. I love that. Um, I think on that note, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. While you can't change other people, they do have the ability to change themselves, as we've established. But uh, is change always a good thing, you guys? We decide in a game called Before and After. Woohoo! We're going to name some people who have had makeovers, and we're going to decide if we liked them before their change or after. Oh, I love this. Okay, number one. Do you prefer Kylie Jenner before or after her makeover? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, she looks... She's even admitted that her she went a little insane with the lips. I was reading an interview. She's on, she? I thought she denied that she did anything. No, no. Now she's open. I mean, you can't like deny it. I've interviewed her. It was and, the lip kit. It was not the lip kit. Let me tell you, because I interviewed her before she got her lips done, and they were like not there. Like I know, I've seen pictures. It was no lips. There were no lips. Um, but she even admitted in a recent interview that she went a little crazy with the lips, and like wouldn't stop. So, but now she's calmed down a bit and. I forget the magazine. Maybe it was like Elle magazine. She's on the cover of one of the magazines and she's like barefaced and looks really beautiful. And I would like to see that. I, I can't imagine what it looks like. I would love to say it that I loved her better before. But like, I honestly think that the lips like kind of evened out her face. If I'm being totally honest, I'm going to go with after. It's interesting. See, not, I like, but not, I like her after when she's like natural after, like after, after. Yeah. Like I don't like the whole, like when she does the dark makeup, like too much makeup, like then she ends up looking like she's 45, but right. when she honestly wears like no makeup, she looks the best. Yeah. But no makeup with the fake lips. I gotta be honest. I mean, obviously I think she's beautiful now. She, she might be one of the most attractive Kardashians or Jenners. Really? I think, yeah, she's really pretty. No, I'm a Kendall girl. Kendall. Oh yeah. Yes. Kendall. Kendall keeps it very real. I actually don't keep up, (laughs) keep up with the Kardashians that much, but I do know people like Kendall. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. My whole thing with Kylie is that. Although they're both kind of bitches, to be honest. When I interviewed them, they were not nice. That does not surprise me. Granted, they were sick, but they yeah they they would like him like they were not nice team rob um he was in the night he was very nice and kim was actually very nice chloe nicest the night by what about courtney by a landslide never interviewed courtney interviewed caitlin when caitlin was bruce so nice so nice yeah i would imagine i would say if i was ranking in terms of the nicest i would go chloe and caitlin Caitlin slash Bruce, because it was Bruce when I interviewed Caitlin, would be equal. Then I would say 
Um, I mean, Rob was nice, but like kind of like a little skeptical, like kind of like a, like a little weird about answers. So I would go, I would go Kim after I would put Chloe, Caitlin, then Kim, then Rob. I never interviewed Chris or Courtney, so I can't comment on them. Or Scott Disick. Uh, yeah, but I interviewed his ex-girlfriend back when she said, like, he, like, hit her. So he, oh, for, God. So, and that, that was, like, in a magazine. I'm not, like, outing him. And, yeah, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, like, on the cover of a magazine, and I, like, interviewed her. So I can't – I I think he's really funny, but I have no respect I for him. I think he's a dick. Yeah, I have no I have no respect for him whatsoever. And then I would say the girls were little bitches, so – well, to give my answer for Kylie, I'm going to say before, just because of her age, I feel like she will like em- embrace your childhood because it's not going to last forever. And I feel yeah. like she grew, Kylie grew up too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Keeping with the Kardashian theme, what do you think of Chloe? Chloe before and after her makeup? I also say after, but only because I think she grew into her confidence. I don't think it's about her like getting all done up. I really think that she is healthier. She seems like she truly has never been happier. And I interviewed her at like all different stages. Also, I interviewed her like back in the day when she was dating that like first basketball player that she had on her. I interviewed her right after that. And then I probably interviewed her, I don't know, a few years ago when she was like doing her like chroma makeup line, which I don't even think is still around. Um, the nicest and just seems like she seems more happier the more she's found herself. So I say after for those reasons, I will agree with you. Although I, I, I did like her when she was a little curvier. I know she got mad when Amy Schumer said something about that. So I will. She still has her curves. I, I don't want to cross Chloe, so I'll just say after also. Right. Uh, number three, Angelina Jolie during her blood vial around her neck kind of kooky phase, or Angelina Jolie the classy humanitarian phase. Well, when you put it that way, when you say the classy <laughs> humanitarian, how can you not choose? her now but i'm gonna go with back then because i think that was the most authentic version of angelina jolie one of my favorite things to do is to google interviews with celebrities like their very first interviews and like i found this one back when she was like 14 years old and it's like an audition tape and she's so weird and was like talking about swords and you just can tell that she's just that authentic crazy kooky self and yes the humanitarian stuff obviously i'm for but i just think now is like also i feel like she's who knows what happened with brad pitt but she's like throwing him under the bus and being super shady with that shit and like no one knows no one knows um i agree with you i feel like she had she's a, standoffish now she seemed like she had a better sense of humor back in the day she was about fun. herself and about everything she's a little too serious now you're just copying all my answers so I far, I mean, I'm shocked. No, we're three we for just, three. No, I disagreed about Kylie. Oh, okay, got it. So we're 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 good though. All right. Uh, how about this one, Nicole Richie? Before or after the purple hair? Uh, I mean, can I pick both? Like Nicole Richie can do no wrong in my eyes. Well, I would say the before phase was kind of like the Paris Hilton. Oh no, no, that was no phase. No, that was now no she's bueno. more of an entrepreneur. I I would say I, I liked her. I want to meet in the middle there. I liked. I feel like she was like her a little bit more authentic self was like in between those phases because now she's like a little bit more come down. Like she's she's definitely like happy mom, which I love. But I remember watching like interviews with her in the middle of that, like after she had ditched Paris and ditched that ditzy phase. And she was just so funny. That was when she was like, I die. I die. Oh my God. This shirt's so cute. I die. 
Uh, she just has the best sense of humor. And I feel like I saw more of that maybe in the middle of those two times. Yeah, I was very much not a fan of like the simple life. Yeah, no. So I I go with purple hair. Um, all right, Posh Spice or Victoria Beckham? Ooh, Victoria Beckham. Oh, I'm 100% Posh Spice. So oh. here we disagree. Okay, I'm going to go with Vicky B because I feel like she again, you can tell when people are not their authentic self. And I think that Vicky B was not her authentic self. She was kind of out of her element. She always seemed so uncomfortable when she was a Spice Girl. She was like on stage in those dresses, like not smiling. Like she she was not loving being well, a Spice she, Girl. She still doesn't smile. That's just her thing. I know, but she's definitely found her element being still very posh, but as like a designer mother, like that is what she was born to do. She... She was not a natural Spice Girl, even though I, she was one of my favorite Spice Girls, because that was what was so great about the Spice Girls was how different they all were. I definitely can see she's in her element now. Why I, did you love her as a Spice? Well, first of all, I love Spice World. I think it's a extremely underrated film. So much fun. And I like I, I obviously like when people are having a good time. She admits she can't really sing or dance, but I just thought she showed more personality when she was uh, in, Spice, in the Spice Girls. Running around London I doing that. different different costumes. They did like the photo shoots montage, which don't is one ki- of my favorites. Yes, don't get me wrong. Love the Spice Girls. Love the Spice Girl movie. Love it all. All right, let's do one more real quick. Okay, one more. Oh, you'll like this one. Ty from Clueless before or after she meets Cher. Oh, this is – oh, obviously before. Oh, I was going to say before. I wanted to disagree with you so badly. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I – that's one of my all-time favorite movies is Clueless. All-time favorite movies. And I think that Cher and Dion meant well. They, But you could just tell that obviously it's before because she ends up back in her before stage at the end of the movie. Well, she is, still has like the plucked eyebrows. That's true. Her <laughs> eyebrows look a little bit better. It's honestly meeting in the middle is always she usually the, the best. She, ended, she didn't mean in the middle. Which ended actually, up with the skater guy. Oh, Breckenmeyer. Yeah. This actually works with what we talked about earlier. It's all about compromise. Thai compromise. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun game. Thanks for picking that game out, Angela. No, no problem, guys. You picked out this week's game. Uh, well, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. For more reasons you're single, check out our book. It's really funny, and it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook is on Audible if you want to listen to it. We read it to you. Just like we talk on the podcast. It's yeah, really good. It's like we're there. Yeah. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Laura Lane. And, oh, no, on Twitter at Laura Lane. On Instagram, I'm the Laura Lane. And I am at Sparadactyl on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow both of us on Twitter and Instagram at your single show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes if you like us. And thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.